Good morning. It's November 13th. It's a bright, cold morning in New York City. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. On the left-hand side of the front page of the New York Times, just above the fold, is the rather understated placement of the paper's big local news win over the weekend. Focus on Turkey in Adam's inquiry is the headline. FBI asks if mayor did favor for consulate. This is the big breakthrough piece on the question of why the FBI has been circling our mayor. The lead is as specific as the headline is vague. Federal authorities are investigating whether Mayor Eric Adams, weeks before his election two years ago, pressured New York Fire Department officials to sign off on the Turkish government's new high-rise consulate in Manhattan, despite safety concerns with the building, three people with knowledge of the matter said. There's much, much more to say about this in the newsletter proper, especially about the incredibly sad and weak response of the New York Post to the Times taking ownership of a local scandal involving a politician the Post is openly rooting for. But after months and months of the mayor's underlings being embroiled in penny-ante investigations, this one is big and international and involves proximity to power of the kind that Eric Adams has certainly demonstrated enthusiasm for in other contexts. The boilerplate is still there, declaring that neither Mr. Adams nor his campaign has been accused of wrongdoing, and no charges are publicly known to have been filed in connection with the investigation. But now you have to get through 13 paragraphs of other stuff before you hit that disclaimer. Page One's lead story is, Claim of Hamas Tunnels Under Hospital Faces Test, looking at the question of whether Israel's longstanding claim that Gaza's Al-Shifa hospital sits on top of a major underground Hamas military complex will be resolved one way or the other once the Israeli assault on Gaza succeeds in taking the hospital. The hospital's role as a hospital, meanwhile, continues to be near collapse under the military assault. Underneath that story is two young Democrats at odds over Israel and party's future, an effort to sort of jam together Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's ongoing opposition to the war, with the fact that her Bronx colleague in the House of Representatives, Richie Torres, has carved out a position for himself as the most enthusiastic cheerleader for the Israeli government in the Democratic Party. It doesn't really hang together as a piece, conceptually, because Ocasio-Cortez is, as the story says, using her remarkable reach to build support for a ceasefire and a lasting foreign policy overhaul that puts Palestinians on equal footing with Israelis, while Torres, the story says, is moving to stake his own claim on the national stage as a fervent pro-Israel foil, aggressively taking on what he perceives as crumbling support for the Jewish state on the left. And those two projects are not really commensurate. One person is pursuing policy outcomes, one person is trying to brand himself, and though the story describes it as a debate between two millennial New Yorkers, the kicker of the piece is that they have not talked to each other. And why would they? They're not talking about the same thing. The rest of the front page is a sort of logjam of features and investigations, a dispatch about economic despair in South Africa, a ride-along with a hunter killing invasive Burmese pythons in the Everglades, and a story about widespread lethal fraud in the operation of substance abuse centers for Native American people in Arizona, which is so squeezed down into the bottom corner of the front page that you have to take the jump to page 813 to figure out that it's a story about fraud and exploitation rather than just about the general tragic toll of addiction. Should have gone splashier with the mayor's story. It's okay to take a victory lap, and then just held back one of those other ones to give it room to breathe on a different day. Or hold back two, and get some front page attention to the story on page A13, 
about how a two-mile stretch of Interstate 10 in Los Angeles, the vital transportation artery known as the 10 in the quaint local dialect, is closed indefinitely due to damage from a raging fire in what sounds like a de facto junkyard underneath one of its overpasses. The Times quotes Governor Gavin Newsom as saying, what appears on the outside to be problematic may not be the real problem, it's what lies underneath. True of the interstate, or freeway as they call it, and true of so many, many other things. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going, and we will talk again tomorrow if all goes well.